Hey there, and welcome to episode 135 of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. In today's quick episode, I'm sharing three different types of channels for selling online right now, and the biggest pro and con of each. We're going to compare direct-to-consumer, online wholesale platforms, and B2B platforms. If you're a brand who knows you want to sell more through online channels, but you might be just getting going in this space, or you can't quite find your footing, or you don't know where to focus for growth, keep on listening. I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. This episode is sponsored by Retail Ready, my online course for emerging food brands who are looking to grow their wholesale business. I've been teaching Retail Ready for about six years, and this year in 2021, we'll hit our 1,000th brand to enroll in the course. Through videos, workbooks, checklists, templates, live coaching calls with me, and nearly 24-7 access to me and my team in our private online group, Retail Ready has all the tools that you need to increase your sales through wholesale accounts. So whether that's in traditional brick and mortar outlets or through e-commerce platforms, I would love to see you join us when the course opens again. So jump on to the waitlist to be the first to know when we welcome in new food, beverage, and taxable grocery brands. You can find the waitlist in today's show notes or at foodbizwiz.com under the heading Retail Ready. Hey, my whizzes, and thank you for tuning back into the Food Biz Whiz podcast. I wanted to do today's show because I see time and time again that there's a lot of confusion around e-commerce and online wholesale platforms and understanding which plan platform or which channel you should prioritize as an emerging brand who wants to sell online. So in this episode, we are going to define direct-to-consumer versus online wholesale platforms versus B2B platforms. And I'm going to tell you what I personally think is the biggest pro and the biggest con or the biggest thing to watch out for of each channel. So let's start with direct-to-consumer. What is it? This is when you sell your product directly to the end user, so likely via your own website or via your social media platforms. You get the audience to come to your site or come to your profile, and they purchase directly from you. You process the payment, and then you either handle the shipping, the fulfillment yourself, or you have set up a 3PL to do it for you. That's short for third-party logistics to do that order fulfillment for you. So what is the biggest pro here? 
Well, in my opinion, there are two. First, it's a huge plus that you can own your own consumer data and that you keep, the second is that you keep that the highest amount of margin possible when you sell direct to consumer. So first off, when you own that consumer data, that is you can collect email addresses, you can measure repeat purchasers, you can measure your basket averages, your consumer demographics and their behavior, on and on and on, you are able to collect, connect with and nurture and in turn sell to your audience. So typically we see this through email automations and paid advertising. When you build your brand and grow your sales through third-party platforms, whether that's Amazon or wholesale platforms, or frankly, even through brick and mortar stores, you don't have that data. And that can be frustrating and it can leave you like feeling like you're in the dark about your target audiences. So when you sell directly to them, as I outlined above, you own that information and in turn, you can make strategic business decisions, business choices based off that consumer data. And that's pure gold. <laughs> Plus, like I said, you can continue to engage with them, engage with them and sell to them directly. So what about the biggest con here, selling direct to consumer? In short, it's expensive and it can be really challenging to generate enough traffic to your website to make a real business out of it unless you are a very skilled digital marketer or unless you have the budget to hire someone to do it for you. If you've been following me for a while, you've heard me say this. Shopify says their average conversion rates are 2 to 3% for online stores. And we've seen it hover around 5% for our retail-ready students. But that means for every 100 people who come to your website, five of those people purchase. That's a 5% conversion rate. So you have got to get a lot of people going to your website week in and week out to make a business out of it. This is typically why we see direct-to-consumer as one channel that people use in an omni-channel strategy, simply because if you are an emerging brand without funding, without huge digital marketing know-how, getting enough people to come to your own website to make a, a real business out of it is incredibly challenging. So this con with direct-to-consumer means that you've got either, you either have to have the skills to get that traffic to your website or to learn how to do it yourself, right? The desire to learn how to do it yourself. So yes, while you can make more margin when you sell direct-to-consumer online, you're typically spending more to acquire those customers, either by doing paid ads or paying for someone to do your digital marketing for you or paying for the education of DIY. Okay, so that's direct-to-consumer. That's number one. So typically when we, when we think about e-commerce, typically food founders' brains go straight to direct-to-consumer first. But we get two other important channels that I want to talk about. So here we go. The second online channel that's gaining traction is B2B platforms. So B2B, that's short for business to business platforms like FAIR and Mabel, where you can list your products and you connect with wholesale buyers through that third party platform. We are selling from one business to another, yours, your business to another business who is buying it at wholesale cost. So you put your products online, 
buyers order through that platform and you fulfill the orders through a drop ship model, meaning that that platform, you know, the fairs, <laughs> the fairs of the world, the Mabels of the world, they don't warehouse any product. The platform takes a percentage of your PO, your PO total, just like a distributor would, although that percentage is often lower than your average distributor takes because they don't warehouse your product for you. So this type of plat- these types of platforms have been around for over a decade. I remember beta testing one actually back in 2009, 2010, somewhere around there when I was the assistant grocery buyer back at Byright 18th Street long before we opened Byright to visit Arrow. So that platform actually didn't make it. They no longer exist because I think that they were a little bit ahead of their time. With COVID speeding up our industry's acceptance of technology, these B2B platforms are gaining much more traction. So what is the pro of this type of platform? Well, for you, the founder, it can help you in a few different ways. First, if you don't have distribution and you are doing everything direct, you might find that stores push back on you and they tell you that they're not really interested in ordering from you because of this. I have actually a whole bunch of thoughts on this and what the buyer really means when they say that they're not interested in ordering from you direct, but I'm gonna save that for a whole other episode. So for now, let me say that as these platforms are gaining in popularity, it's helpful for you as the vendor because you can now tell buyers, either as you pitch to new stores or in communication with your current accounts, that they can now order through XYZ platform. This is often really great news for the buyer, you know, especially if they're already using these platforms, as they can log on to that platform, they can place a whole bunch of direct orders with just a few clicks of their mouse, which drastically reduces their time as they place all of those one-on-one direct orders. So in short, it almost acts as if you had a broker or distributor and the buyer can now order your product at the same time as a whole bunch of other brands, making it much easier for them to manage. There are other pros of this being on these types of platforms, one of which is that they often extend better terms to you, and then they then manage the payments from the wholesale accounts themselves, helping with your cash flow or those unfortunate situations when you just can't seem to get paid from those stores. So depending on the platform, they can also help with shipping costs, sample allowance, educational seminars. They can highlight you in their own marketing materials and a whole bunch more. It really varies from platform to platform. So my advice to you is to connect with them directly, those platforms directly, and really take advantage of all the perks. I've seen so many brands get on these types of platforms only to fill out their profiles halfway or not use any of the trainings that are available to you on how to make the most out of these platforms, not take them up on their offer to connect with you and on and on and on only to wonder why these B2B platforms aren't working for them. So don't do it just halfway. Okay, so what's the con on this type of B2B platform? I'm gonna take a really quick break and I'm gonna be back soon telling you about the con and then we are gonna talk to talk about the final channel where e-com, e-commerce is having the most success right now and that is wholesale channels online. I'll be right back. 
If you've been enjoying these episodes, imagine what it would be like to ask clarifying questions directly to me and to have my assistants working through your strategy on these topics. Well, you can. My Retail Ready students have access to me live in our private online group and on our monthly coaching calls. And I would love to see you in there as well. Retail Ready Enrollment opens again soon, so jump on the waitlist in today's show notes or at foodbizwiz.com and save your spot. Okay, we are back and we are talking about the con or the, the thing to think about to be aware of as you are selling through these B2B platforms. Well, The con is simple and it's totally in your control, which is great news. The con is falling into the belief that you can list your products on these platforms and the sales will come to you. (laughs) If you are in retail ready, I have a whole module on how to succeed on these types of platforms. So go check that out. But let me share the high level message here. These platforms are just one tool in your toolkit for getting on the wholesale shelf. Yes, many of these platforms boast that they are helpful in making buyer connections, but that's not the real benefit of these platforms. It is for the real benefit is for the ease of order and reordering for these buyers. Rarely are these buyers spending their days scrolling these platforms to find new brands. If you take one thing away from this episode, it's the understanding that yes, you should be on these platforms, but it is still up to you to do the outreach, the buyers pitching your products for their shelves. There's an analogy that I've used in the past, and it might be helpful for you here too. So imagine that you were job hunting. What would you do? You would create a LinkedIn profile. You would update your resume. Perhaps nowadays you would clean up your social media profile and your personal website, depending on your industry. And you'd start applying to jobs, carefully crafting your applications and your follow-up process. You would go on interviews. And again, you would have a follow-up process after the interview. The same exact process goes for listing your products on these B2B platforms. You get your profile together, taking time to craft it and present yourself in the best light possible. You'd make sure that you've got a great website and social channels in addition to being listed on that platform. You'd research the wholesale accounts that you want to be in. You'd create your sell sheet and your price list and thoughtfully reach out to those accounts with a strategic follow-up process in place. You would interview, aka the sales pitch, and again, follow up thoughtfully. These platforms are just like LinkedIn in this analogy. If you were job hunting, you wouldn't just create a LinkedIn profile and expect the job offers to roll on in. The same exact goes for these platforms. You can't just create a profile and expect the sales to come to you. Got it? In short, the con with these B2B platforms is that it can be a wake-up call that they don't work, do the work for you. But you already knew, I know you know this, there are no shortcuts in business, right? Okay, so the third model. The third channel for is online wholesale platforms like Thrive Market and Good Eggs, where you sell your product 
wholesale to those businesses, and then they resell them directly to the consumer. I would also lump click and collect and Instacart in this model because it's the same general concept. So I really want to be clear here on the difference between what I just talked about with the B2B and what I'm talking about now. So the B2B is you are selling to another business, to those wholesale buyers through that third-party platform. And then those wholesale buyers sell it on their shelves. And in this model, we're talking about you are selling directly to those stores. There's no third party involved and they are selling direct to consumer. Okay. So no one's taking a cut here. There's not that third party involved, like the fair or the Mabel taking that um, almost like that broker or distributor margin. Okay. So here's how it works. That grocery shopper goes onto one website, they build a whole basket of products and they check out in one purchase. In this model, the online business or the brick and mortar location or you know the brick and mortar location using Instacart or the click and collect software is the one who warehouses your product. So they can pack all of the items together before delivering all of those different brands or shipping all of those different brands to the end consumer in one package. So this, my listeners, is the model that really exploded in 2020 and 2021. Yes, we did see an uh, an uptick in direct-to-consumer. And yes, those B2B platforms did take off, absolutely. But when we hear news about e-commerce spikes as a result of the pandemic, this is where we saw the most growth. Why? Well, to me, it's clear. It mimics the behavior that consumers already do. That is going to one store, putting all their groceries into a shopping cart and checking out in one click. It's rare that a consumer wants to go to a different website for their granola and then another website for their coffee and another for their bread and another for their eggs. That's just not how we shop. These wholesale platforms were a game changer as they took that traditional grocery shopping experience and made it vastly more convenient, especially when we needed to be thoughtful about going in-store to shop over the past two years for our personal safety. So let's talk about the biggest pro to this model. It's clear to me. It's that these platforms already have the consumers coming to them. They are businesses that have built a business model focused on selling direct to consumer, and they have invested in the marketing needs to get shoppers to their doors, whether that's a physical door or or an e-commerce door, a digital door. So remember how we talked about how hard it is to get consumers to come and purchase on your own website and how you need to either hire a digital marketer or invest in learning how to DIY it. Well, the great news is that with these online wholesale platforms, they've already done the work for you. They've captured an audience of folks who want to buy groceries online or through Instacart for pickup or delivery, and then lo and behold, your products are on that platform. It is a win-win. So what is the con here for you to realize? Well, it's that it's still wholesale. There is still a real person on the other end of that website making decisions on product assortment. There's a real person who you have to convince to carry your product line and who you have to woo over with your sales pitch and your follow-up. There's a real person that you have to get in touch with and win over. 
Oftentimes I hear confusion about why it's so hard to get on these online platforms. And I think it's because you guys forget that there are still real decision makers on the other end, vetting products for their digital shelves. I hear grumblings around the idea that there's infinite space on digital shelves. So why wouldn't that platform bring on your ready to drink beverage or your cracker brand or your new chocolate bar? And well, yes, in theory, we could have all of the brands listed on a website, but the reality is different. Consumers don't actually want infinite options. Decision fatigue is real. We want curation and retailers realize this. Plus, what's more is with this type of e-commerce channel, the business is warehousing and picking your products for delivery. So while there might be, you know, in theory, infinite digital shelf space out there, they are still managing physical inventory and there is not infinite space in their warehouse and their distribution centers. So the con here is that it's not as easy as you think to get on these platforms. The good news is that if you're in retail ready, you already know that (laughs) and you already know how to craft that pitch and create that sell sheet and priceless and promotional plan to capture the attention of those wholesale buyers. Plus, you've got an outline of exactly how to follow up and keep the conversation going, regardless of if they say yes or no or never respond in the first place. In short, you've got to know what you're going to do and say and how to behave to land on these shelves, but the payoff can be worth it as that's where the majority of grocery shoppers are purchasing online nowadays. There we have it. The three main ways to sell online right now. Let's recap. The first is direct-to-consumer, where you're selling via your own website. It's great to keep that consumer data and potentially more margin here, but it can be hard to, to have the digital marketing skills in the first place to get enough traffic and to make a real business out of it. The second channel was B2B platforms, where you can develop relationships with wholesale buyers and streamline the ordering process for them. We are, you, we are moving forward using more and more technology in grocery, finally. <laughs> so this can be particularly appealing for the right forward-thinking type of buyer. Just know that this isn't the magic solution for landing on more shelves. You still have to be putting in the sales effort. And then the third channel was online wholesale platforms that sell to the end consumer. As you can probably tell, this is my favorite and my most recommended channel because that's where the action is. And it's where you can get in front of the most shoppers while having someone else do the digital marketing for you. The tricky thing is that it's still wholesale. So you've got to know what you're doing in order to convince the buyer to say yes to your product land on those shelves, and sell through once you're there. All right. Thank you for tuning in today. I want to know what you learned from today's episode. I want to know which of these three channels you are going to prioritize. So come and join in on the conversation in our Food Biz Wiz Facebook group linked in the show notes. I would love to make sure that you are on the right track. So come and chime in. I'll see you over there. And then again, right here on the podcast next week. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Wiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast. And I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.